What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Sports Podcast. As always, your boy Don with my co-host Albert. What's up, man? You ready to rock for another episode? Let's do it, baby. We told you we'd be back. We didn't. We lived up to our, our word. Uh, here we go, baby. Back to back. Come on now. Back to back. Let's go. Back to back. Like Drake. Let's go. So uh, we, we'd like to start every show off, or we're going to start off every show. We're kind of recapping what we talked about in terms of NFL Week 14, our NFL Week 14 bets. So let's start off with uh, some key matchups in which we brought up last week. We had the Eagles versus the Giants. Eagles, you know, Obviously, they did their thing. They they steamrolled over the uh, over the Giants. I think it was forty eight to twenty two. Miles yeah. Sanders, Miles Sanders went absolutely nuts. Uh, the Eagles' offensive line continues to just provide ample amount of time for Jalen Hurts for him to do his thing. If you give him that time, um, yeah, Eagles and Giants did you know obviously about what we expected. Uh, Bills and Jets. That was another key matchup. Here's obviously that was one of the best that we liked. We liked the Niners to roll. Uh, that game, so obviously it was a beat down there. What, what did you like? What do you what you didn't like from the Niners in that in that particular game? The defense, man. Their defense. Uh, I thought it was advantageous to the Niners and the, the quarterback matchup. I know Brady's the goat, but uh, anytime you have one of those quarterbacks that likes to sit back, our defense can get after it. And and Brady is one of the um, this time in his career, he loves to check it down. And I love our linebackers. I love uh, the way we tackle and swarm the ball. Um, but the biggest thing I uh, had question marks was with Brock Purdy and how he would uh, attack the ball downfield and how Shanahan would scheme plays open for him and the receivers. But uh, yeah, man, they were just attacking downfield. And I love, I, I didn't expect them to blow them out pretty much by the first half, but um, uh, it looked good. Um, I think there's still a lot of improvement for Brock Purdy to, to, to do better. Um, a lot of people are just hopping on the train. I'm still a wait and see big game tonight. I don't know. Uh, this uh, this podcast probably air after or maybe during the game, uh, but it, it might be a trap game, man. A lot of people are excited. I think it's the easy win against against the Seahawks, but I mean, uh, Seahawks will be. We'll we'll talk about it more later on. But uh, right, it's, it's excited excited about the about the game, man. Look, it's uh, it wasn't as a lot of people were down when Jimmy G uh, got hurt, but I, I didn't think Brock Birdie had a, a that much of a, a step down. He has. Not the biggest of shoes to fill. That's why that was my line yesterday. Jimmy G didn't right. have the biggest of shoes to fill, and I still uh, like our, our playoff push. Absolutely, absolutely. So obviously the Niners murdered them. It looked like the, the Niners, a team like the Buccaneers, in which going into the season you thought that you know not a lot of teams were going to have a lot of success running the, the football against them. Niners, yeah. did, you know, Niners were able to do that. C Mac, I think he only rushed the ball about. 11 to 13 times. He had 100 and something yards. Yeah. Uh, I think he, ran, he had a long run of 33 yards. You had your boy, Jordan Mason, in there. Yes, uh, sir. He got, he got 10 plus carries, obviously, with the beat down. He, you know, he was going to get in the mix uh, for sure. So good to see him. He's probably the, you know, the second runner, running back in the, in the depth chart right now, I guess. I suppose. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah. another game, too, was the Raiders and Rams. I don't, well, that was Thursday night, man. That was, uh, that was a, that was a crazy game, man. I was rooting for the Raiders in a weird way. Um, I love to see the Rams' demise. I did not expect Baker Mayfield to uh, lead them down the field in back-to-back drives and steal the game from the Raiders, man. Uh, it's unfortunate. The Raiders had to win out pretty much to, to get a playoff berth. And to see them lose, like, the way they did, man, it, it hurts to see that, man. I'm not uh, – yeah. uh, that was tough, man. That was tough. What, what do you think of Baker? Yeah, I mean, it was a lot, right? I mean, it was a trash game in, in a vacuum. It was a trash game, but a lot of people financially were invested in that last drive, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, with myself included – um, one of my bets, I had, you know, Raiders, you know, first half, and then I had Raiders, you know, full game. 
Uh, and of course, that did not material that didn't materialize. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I thought that I would be safe in terms of I think they had to go 98, 97, whatever, 95 yards. Something you'd have to go the full length of the field in Baker Mayfield with him coming in. I know he had some level of success, you know, in the third quarter and, and leading up to that drive, but yeah. no way did I think that even against the Raiders that they would blow it. And it just, the Raiders just continued to like surprise us all in terms of like lowering, lowering themselves to like, I don't know. I mean, I didn't expect that. So at the end of the day, uh, kudos to Baker Mayfield. Um, you know, seems like an NFL villain, but I've, a lot of people actually, I know we texted back and forth. A lot of people were kind of rooting for him uh, at some point. Like maybe it's because they're playing the Raiders, but yeah, um, I mean, it was good. It was good to see Baker Mayfield have some level of success and, and turn mm-hmm. things around. I think that he's, he's better than what he's shown in Carolina. Definitely. Um, so, We'll, yeah, we'll see what, what the Raiders is always one step forward and two steps back. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I love that the Rams picked up Baker. It's a perfect fit. I don't know Stafford's future with the Rams. I don't even know McVay's future with the Rams. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if you see if see Mayfield start over Stafford going to next year. I, I mean, maybe Stafford might retire. Who knows? But um, a lot of questions in the air about L.A. and the Cardinals, too. Shit. Yeah, absolutely. So before we touch on uh, my Cowboys and <laughs> – and, and that uh, mess of a game, I will – one of the key things I, I picked up from the Bills and Jets game is that the defenders, more on the Bills' side, more specifically, uh, Rasal and, and, and uh, you know, um, A.J. Spencer, it was pretty much not – I can't say next man up because these guys were still high on the depth chart, but these yeah. guys were able to get after it. I mean, Rasal, you know, out of – I think uh, out of the U, out of Miami, yep. um, he came out, came out as – you know, obviously he was uber talented, but he was more of a freak athlete. Um, and so to have that level of success and to see them get after the quarterback in that game, it just seems like they didn't miss a beat with uh, Von Miller out. And obviously they're going to miss Von Miller, but yeah. it look, it appears that they might still have the pieces to be able to, you know, get to the quarterback and do a lot of the things that they thought they were going to do with Von Miller. So. Yeah, they're first-round talents too. So each of those guys are first-round talents. They, they they draft like the Niners. They always go D-end or D-tackle in the draft, it seems like. Uh, this year I think they went cornerback, and he hasn't been paying off as, as much as they should. Um, right, but like it's 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 showing dividends of of if you get physical freaks and those those high end talents and in, in the D line, uh, um, it'll pay off. And it's nice to see a good culture in that in that organization. Just next man up, next man up, no excuses. Absolutely. So good there. Now let's talk about the trash game. I I call it the trash game because <laughs> the trash game. My I mean the Cowboys obviously they're coming in and they. Uh, you see the huge spread that they had to cover in, in terms of playing the Texans. And 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 a lot of people, they were smart to take, you know, the Texans plus 17 and a half. I believe that. Oh, yeah. The spread. I don't yeah. know who in their right mind, even seeing the Cowboys' success, would see that the Cowboys could cover confidently a 17-point spread. Yeah. Um, and, and so, I guess, obviously the Cowboys ultimately prevailed. But, you know, I, I, as a Cowboys fan, I've seen a lot of makings uh, that – left, you know, a nasty taste in my mouth, from, you know, years past or some of the games earlier in the season. One of the things that – two things that point out. Uh, one, Dak's got to be better. Dak's got to be better. He's If, if we're going to have any level of success in the playoffs, uh, down the you know, down the stretch, we have, you know, Philadelphia Eagles in two weeks, uh, we're going to have to need Dak to be better. He's throwing a lot of interceptions, make a lot of bad passes um, in some of these games since he's been back to, uh, from his injury. He's had some good games. But he's making a lot of mistakes. Uh, I think it was one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, he's had multiple multi-interception games. So he needs to you know, limit, to mis- limit the mistakes. If we're going to have any level of success in the playoffs, 
we're going to need Dak to not make any mistakes at all, right? We don't. We we need him to have a three hundred yard passing game, yeah. you know, three touchdowns, you know, and no mistakes, right? Not pumping the ball uh, and all those good things. And enough number two, which was, I, I wouldn't say more of a concern, but it was a pretty big concern. Houston Texans going into week four, fourteen, they were the 29th ranked offensive line. Cowboys, their strength, pass rush. They, yeah. I think they lead the NFL in, in, in sacks, zero sacks. Zero sacks against a very, very bad O-line. Uh, and, and I'm going to kind of piggyback on that later on in terms of what I like in bets against the Jaguars later on. But uh, I was just not impressed. Overall, uh, we beat a 1-10 team at the time. They're 1-11 yeah. now, I believe. Uh, and we skated by. Uh, but it was it was an awful performance. It Anything was rough, you wanna, yeah. yeah, it was rough. I mean, this is, not the co- this is not college. So points don't matter how bad you beat. Those style points don't matter how bad or, or – or good, you beat a team. Um, they got a win, and uh, a win in December is is exactly what you need. Um, they stole one away. Um, I thought they were gonna lose. I thought they were gonna lose for yeah. sure, but uh, they stole one away. So I'm I'm, I'm just uh, onward onto the next. Uh, they <laughs> yeah. play they play a hot team, and the Jags coming up, and then they have a really big game against the Eagles. So uh, I, I, we'll see how this week pays out. But uh, but yeah, Dak. He's got to be better. He can't, He's not allowed to be a game manager like how Alex Smith, Jimmy G. He has talent in CeeDee Lamb, but he doesn't have this uber-talented offense where he just got to dink and dunk it and kind of spread the ball around. He does have to be a playmaker, and right. uh, that's where he has to be a difference maker, um, even though he has a great defense. But I think he does have to play more of an edge to him going forward to make a, a good playoff run. Absolutely. So let's briefly touch on uh, some of the bets. Uh, of our first week putting it out there, we – we we hit on pretty much every every bet we hit on. We had the Ravens money line against the Steelers at plus money. Uh, we had Niners, of course, minus two and a half buying a point, but we didn't even need it. Uh, we had the under uh, thirty seven and a half. We had Brady under one point five passing touchdowns. Uh, Chargers plus three. That was something that we mixed into the Discord and and the group chat as well. Um, so ultimately, it was a, it was a great week, and we'll get to our bets at the end of our segment, and hopefully, we have that same level of success. But That's again. Great. Uh, if you do not, if you're not in the Discord now, please go to our page. Go to the bio. Oh, you'll be able to get into the Discord. Oh, Give us a follow. Get into the Discord. We're placed. I have some bets out there that I'll, t- I'll mention later on in the segment um, that I posted earlier this morning in that uh, in that group chat. So, with that being said, let's go into the Debo injury. Debo. It seems yeah. like I mean, obviously, this guy is you know a locker room guy. You know, guys just rally around his energy. How could you not? you know, just get up to his energy, right? Um, and then, and you know that he's uber talented, right? He's not a uh, traditional wide receiver, no. uh, but he's just an athlete, right? He can, someone that we can, you know, use him as a Swiss Army knife. You can use him in the backfield. You see he had um, not a ton of carries, but he had a touchdown in this particular game. Uh, but again, another injury. Um, talk to me about in terms of as a Niner fan, do you continue to say, hey, you know what? He's going to get hurt. This comes with it. Uh, we have to continue using them that way. Or do you say, hey, maybe we need to transition out? Speak to me about Debo and the impact of that injury to the team and what you would do using him for going forward. So Debo, he, he's an elite wide back, right? He, he got paid uh, top five wide receiver money, maybe like top six wide receiver money, but he's just not your traditional wide receiver. With that said, you, you got to use him with what he's getting paid to do. And his difference-making skill, his elite game-breaking skill, is getting the ball handed off or, or in the line of scrimmage and just making a play, man. Um, that play that he got hurt 
it looked like it was designed to go inside, but it really wasn't. There was, if you look back, he was supposed to go out wide and he got kind of mixed up and started to start to cut back inside and uh, didn't really follow the hole. And it just things get messy when you cut back inside and get mixed up with the big guys. And it was an unfortunate injury. I was devastated when I saw it, saw the cart go out and all the, the guys come and pat him on the head. I thought it was going to be a year long recovery, but best case scenario, he's back in three weeks. But I am of the belief you got to feed him the rock any way you can, man. Um, especially with this quarterback, Brock Purdy. He's not Mahomes. He's not going to be slinging it to Ayuk and uh, these other receivers down the field. Um, maybe limit it, limit it a little bit. I know they were up 21-0 when he got hurt, or 28-0. Um, a lot of Niner fans were crying that Shanahan got him hurt. But I, I think you just got to keep pushing pedal to the metal, score as much as you can, use them as best to your ability, maybe limit it a little bit, maybe take like a, a run or two off. But, man, C-Mac and Debo, those are your versatile, like, chess pieces that you got to use to their advantage. That's, that's your that's your advantage as a Niner team. Um, you can't take that away from them. Um, that's the reason you paid him big bucks to be a game changer in the backfield. Um, that's what mixes up the defense. If, you, if you're only handing it to him in the fourth quarter or when you're down 7 or 14 trying to get him back into the game, uh, it becomes obvious what you're trying to do. Uh, right. You always want to keep the defense guessing. So that's that's the way, the way I see it. Like, it does suck, but, like, it, that's football. Shit happens. Same with Trey Lance. Uh, a lot of people were mad that Trey Lance got ran up the middle. But you see Josh Allen doing that. You see all these physical running backs or quarterbacks doing that. Um, that's their skill. That's their game-breaking skill. They're, they got You got to use them of what they're built to do. And injuries going to happen to football. And I'm like, no matter what. It's unfortunate, and we're lucky that uh, it's only a couple three week injury, four week injury. But um, like I said, maybe tweak it back a little bit. Maybe a game like if you're going a hundred percent, maybe dial back to like 85 percent. But I'm all for using him in the backfield as much as you can. Absolutely, and I and I agree. I, I think we had conversations early on, meaning before the season. Hey, do you need to dial back? And I think I lean more towards dialing back. But now he's getting hurt. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, you, I mean. What are you saving him for? I mean, you're saying, yeah. you need to this win is, now. This is you the need time. to win. You need to use this him now. Time. He's not 21. He's not 22. You need to use all you can. You paid him that money. Use him to his specialty. Yeah. Um, the only so- way I would be, like, upset if it was, like, fourth quarter, we're up 28, week 17, everything's clinched. And then, okay, that's just, that's just absurd. But right here, I get it. I get it. It's We're still fighting for a division title. Um, they're only up 21 against Brady in the first half. Um, so it made sense. I think it made sense to me to, to do it. I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, all good. All good, brother. So let's touch on, uh, biggest takeaways from last week, at least, uh, from my perspective is that the NFC belongs to two teams at this particular time. That's the Niners and the Eagles. They're the two most formidable teams in terms of not only just looking good, but what they're the team that have the makeup to have success in the playoffs. Uh, the Dolphins are in trouble. Uh, we talked about Dak, we t- and, um, and then the Bills. Looks like Bills and Chiefs probably still are the uh, criminal criminal crim of the AFC. Uh, and then T- uh, the Lions are America's team. Yeah, Lions man. are America's team. They're, they're, everybody's, tuning in to, everybody's tuning in to the Lions and Dan Campbell and, and what he's doing there, what, how he's getting everybody to buy in. But, uh, yeah, got to love the Lions. And T-Law um, he see, continues, to, continues to be the real deal. Uh, continues to – I think he threw for 300, 370 yards – 
Um, yeah, what, what, are your, what are your takeaways besides that, I guess, uh, for NFL Week 14? Uh, two takeaways I have with the Cardinals, a team I was never big on. And I know it, it happened to be with the injury, but man, they have so many question marks going forward. Cardinals, Kyler going out the ACL out for a, a year. Um, he won't be the same quarterback when he plays next year. Um, ACLs, especially a running quarterback, it, that's going to suck. So what are they going to do next year with their team? Are they going to fire Kingsbury? Uh, their GM stepped away for health reasons. But that's just unfortunate and a team I wasn't big on. And it's just it hurts to see. And then another quarterback, Tua. I wasn't a big believer in him. He, he, he lit it up in the first half um, against the Chargers defense, so I don't think is that great. And he just looked below pedestrian against them. Um, I, I don't know what that team, that quarterback will look like going into the playoffs um he's a good dude man he's a good dude but like it's i i can't i i don't know man i just don't see it with tua yet um but i, I mean dolphins are a very forward thinking it seems like aggressive organization so i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprising if they made a move this offseason for a, a different a different move at the quarterback position right for sure so let's let's uh let's start talking about this week's big games uh, top matchups. We, we mentioned one of them, uh, big divisional game tonight, Niners and Seahawks. The spread is, I think, is three, three and a half, depending on what, what book you're at. Um, Seahawks. Uh, yeah. This is, I mean, it, it's, it's a very much so must-win game, right? Uh, yeah. Obviously, the Niners are trying to lock away the division. They lo- they would love to win this game, and they're going to try to win this game. Uh, but a lot more important for the Seattle Seahawks today, and that you mentioned yep. earlier, dangerous game for the Niners. It is. Um, yeah, they, I mean, it's they're going to be when you're when your back is against the wall, you're going to be you try you just the energy is naturally different, right? Yeah. Um, so you got the Seahawks and Niners tonight. Um, I if if I don't I didn't touch the spread, but if I was to touch spread, I would be taking Seattle plus three yeah. and a half, taking yeah. the points. Um, that looks like the move. The, the public, a lot of them are on the Niners. Yeah. Um, and I understand why, right? The Niners have a ton of success. You heard me on the uh, on the recent pod that Niners are cover machines, or this, that, and the third. They're a well-oiled machine. Why would anybody pick the Seahawks? Well, uh, it's a short week. It's a primetime game, primetime divisional game, and things happen when another team has their back against the wall, and they must win this game. Yeah, a divisional, so, divisional away game. If the game was Sunday, I would love the Niners a little bit more. Um, right. Their their quarterback was hurt, pretty much didn't practice all week. A rookie quarterback. How do you like that spot for the Niners? Um, yeah. It, and, and the Seahawks just lost a really bad game against the Panthers, and the Niners are just blew out the Bucks. So it's like a a buy low, sell high type of deal. Um, the Seahawks aren't as bad as they look, and the Niners probably aren't as good as their score indicated last week. Uh, hopefully this, they squeak it out. I mean, I love the Niners coaching. Um, advantage this week so maybe that that's what gets them to uh live up to this game and they have a chance to put away the nsc west with this game so maybe they don't look past this and uh yeah i'm hoping for the best but like yeah seahawks i do like the seahawks in this in this spot with the points if i had to touch it yeah for sure um uh i also like the over i like the over 43 and a half i just think that tonight's gonna be i can definitely see one of those games where it's uh you know 24 to 21. The over is 43 and a half. Uh, Niners scale, you know, they beat them 24 to 21. Seahawks still get the cover by half a point. Um, and then the over goes over by, you know, up. Yeah. 
I like uh I like Tyler Lockett. I like a Tyler Lockett anytime scoring touchdown too. Um, Niners don't do well against speedy receivers. They do a lot of uh, zone coverage. Um, And Tyler Lockett, veteran guy, he could find the soft spots. And uh, I I like like Tyler Lockett to score a touchdown here. Um, And then they got the running back back too. Absolutely. Uh, Another another game that I'd be interested in too uh, in our division is Giants and Commanders. Another bet that I Mm -hmm. like here. Uh, Commanders are coming off the bye, so I totally understand the statistics behind that, that teams usually cover, teams usually have X amount of success when they come off with a bye. Uh, but these two teams just played each other two, two weeks ago. Two, two weeks ago. Um, and it's not like they don't play that often in which, you know, the extra bye, they really get to own in on, you know, what this team likes to do and whatnot. These two teams already know each other very well. Um, the Commanders are a four-and-a-half point favorite. Yes, they're at home. The previous game went to overtime. I think it was 20-20. to 20. Um, but I think four and a half is still, you know, too, it's, it was too great for me for a prime time Sunday night game in which both teams did this game very, very badly. I think this comes down to the wire. Uh, I think the Giants could certainly even win this game for sure. So I'm, yeah. if I'm going to be a betting man, I'm going to place my bet on the Giants plus four and a half to cover this game. Um, we have another um, couple other games, Lions and Jets. We have America's team versus <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe slowly America's team on the AFC side. The people, you know, people are, yeah. they're always a dumpster fire of the NFL, but the Jets are, you know, they people are, are have gravitated to them because they have a lot of rookies, right? They have a lot of exciting young talent. Uh, yeah. and people love, uh, you know, people are rallying around guys like Brock Purdy. People love guys like you know, Mike, White. Winshu, Mike White, you know, so yeah. you see where I'm going with it. So they, you know, it's hard for to not like them. So that'll be a, at least a fun game in which, also, there's playoff implications to that. Both teams need to win that game, uh, especially the Lions, if they're going to want to, um, you yeah, know, take the next level. Yeah. So, yeah, and then we have the Titans and Chargers. Uh, talk to me about the Chargers. Uh, you see that they, they beat the Dolphins. We talked about the Dolphins. How do you, I mean, the Chargers are, you know, in that position too, where they're, what, seven and six. Uh, they need to win out pretty much, or they can lose probably a game or two a game, but they pretty much need to win out if they want to, you know, make the playoffs or themselves. So how do you feel about the Chargers? I know Herbert's your guy. He went off. He did. Um, Chargers, the receivers are finally getting healthy. I love the weapons they're getting back. Um, Titans, solid team, but, like, I don't – I just don't love them in the spot. Um, if it was early in the year, I probably would have took the Titans here. But right. um, Chargers, they're getting a little steam. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. But, like, I just, I just love um, – Herbert um, kind of getting his weapons back and, and getting that late late season mojo um, to end the season on a good note. Oh, well, what do you think? You think about the Titans or what? Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the only reason is right because you you know you, people have better have reactions to what happened, right? What happened yeah. this week, and I just think that you know this is a also a, a bad matchup for the Chargers in terms of their rushing defense is, is not their pride and joy. Yeah, uh, You have this sledgehammer and, you know, Derrick Henry coming to town and now the Titans haven't had that same level of success lately. Um, and it's kind of getting to the point where they need to win now as well. They got to have this game. Um, so I guess if I'm a betting person, I'd probably take the Titans plus points. I think Derrick mm-hmm. Henry's going to, I'm looking at Derrick Henry's props. Yeah. Uh, Titans know this. They know the analytics of this game and, and, and what the strengths and weaknesses of their opponents. Um, so I think I would, I would not be surprised if the Chargers won, but I would probably lean taking the points with the Titans uh, on that particular bet. So let's, 
Let's close off with uh Let me with t- the... t- touch on uh are you going to close no, off no. with uh, the, the, the Jaguars Cowboys. Ja- okay, I'm going to do one before that. I'm going to do Bears over Philly leading kind of kind of playing off your the Jags and, and Cowboys um two big NFC East games. Um not this week but next week with the Dallas right. and then Philly. Um it's hard to take the Bears here. It really is. But I kind of can see Jalen Hurts is saying all the right things. Um, Michael Parsons is already talking shit to Philly this week. Um, so they're already looking into next week. I kind of like the Bears kind of covering here. Um, it, it, this is like my uh, my foxhole game about just like uh, everyone else can take the, the Eagles. <laughs> uh, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bunk, bunker down and maybe look at the Bears kind of covering. Because Philly, they get – to big leads, right? But they always kind of let up a little bit towards the end. And hopefully they do that and kind of let the Bears kind of sneak in and Fields makes it interesting. And I think uh, Killer Herbert might be back too. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I kind of like them being a little competitive and making it more of a game. All right. Obviously you have to obviously you have to have a strong stomach if you're going to be taking the Bears, right? Yeah. yeah. Bears spread. I think Bear the down. Bears not nine point um underdogs um and and they haven't been you know exactly the lions in terms of covering some of those underdog yeah. spreads uh but i could definitely see the angle a look ahead game uh the eagles are definitely looking at the cowboys and vice versa so let's let's talk about that right the cowboys are playing the jaguars um and again you know we talked about trevor lawrence's success uh we, we talked about you know what the cowboys can do on the defense they're opt- you know, they, they they take their opportunities in terms of t- their takeaways and interceptions and, and their pass rush. The pass rush is their success. Well, they weren't able to get some success at the Texans, right? And I believe they know that. They want to change that, right? Yeah. However, the Jaguars' offensive line is better. They don't give a, a, the same amount of success. Sacks as the, as the Houston Texans. Houston Texans give away 35 sacks, have given, given away 35 sacks so far in the year. The Jaguars have only given away 23 sacks in the year. They're a better O-line. They're at home. Um and then on top of that, like we mentioned earlier, you look ahead game, you know, you have, uh, you know, Eagles coming up, you know, Michael Parsons is talking about all of that. Um, this game with Trevor Lawrence and, and his ability to, uh, you know, take the short intermediate passes and, and, and do it all, all those things with, you know, all of his weapons and Travis Etienne, I, I just think that the Jaguars plus four, Jaguars money line is just way too much value for me. I think I'm four and a half. Yeah, I, I'm taking that. I'm taking that value all day. Uh, I think that uh, I think ETN is going to have a bounce back game. Yeah. Uh, I think just Trevor Lawrence. I'm looking at his props. They're not out yet, but I'm definitely looking at his props. I got the Jaguars essentially winning this game, but I'm yeah. thinking, I'll take the points as well. I'm with you too. It's like four and a half. That's on spots four. If it was like a three, two and a half, I probably would take the Cowboys. Maybe uh, it's just good value, good matchup. The value at four and a half or four is uh, is is good. Uh, Jaguars are getting hot. Um, Evan exactly. Ingram looks good. Uh, Zay Jones, like all these guys on the waiver wire that were like the biggest pickups of uh, this this week. Um, but yeah, I, li- I like the Jags there. Um, and then, Cowboys, and another thing, the Jaguars don't they don't start to catch up with the Jaguars, nah. don't also throw a lot of interceptions, meaning Trevor Lawrence he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. So if you're going to be an opportunist uh, defense like the Cowboys and you look for those interceptions, those takeaways, and you, you know, and you face a team that has a better old line than the Texas, right? That can protect the quarterback better. He doesn't make the mistakes. Then you have Dak who's struggling. He is making those types of mistakes. 
I'm taking the, you know, obviously that leads to me, you know, taking the points with the Jaguars. So, yeah. So, oh yeah, I think both those NFC East teams are looking forward to next week, and we'll see. It'll be interesting to see if they both lose or if they both win. Um, it'll say a lot about. Do you know is that a Sunday night game or Monday night game? The Cowboys no, no, Eagles. Cowboys, oh, Eagles. Cowboys Eagles, I'm sure it is. I'm sure yeah, it, it has, to, it has to, to be. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, it's I'm, hoping, I'm hoping they both win or both lose so they have like some juice to it. It would suck, <laughs> if, the, it would suck if the Eagles won and the Cowboys lost because I want some juice. Right, 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 for sure. So uh, we're going to wrap up the episode. Obviously, we covered our, you know, look ahead for week 15. Uh, we got a big game tonight with the Niners and Seahawks. Uh, I'm staying away from the spread. As a Niner fan, you said also – you would stay away from the Niners as well, but we not, would not be surprised if the Niners did take care of business tonight. But a oh, huge yeah. divisional game, uh, a lot of great football ahead in Week 15. Uh, we talked about the Cowboys need to right the ship. Uh, we talked the Bucks; they, they certainly need to right the ship. It's going to be a tough task there. They play, the, you know, playing the Bengals. Um, but again, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode of the Average Joe Sports Podcast. As always, your boy Don, co-host Albert in Sacramento. Appreciate it. Uh, another episode, brother. Any last words to the people? Yes, sir. No, that's it, man. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for following, liking. Um, I'm thinking in my head, I might do a solo video about some fantasy stuff before this weekend. Where we're trying to kind of squeeze it into this episode, but uh, I'll, we'll, we'll converse off stream here and maybe we'll squeeze in another episode before Sunday. Start sit, wave wire pickups, whatever stuff. But uh, thank you guys. Appreciate y'all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, until next time, see you next Thursday for another.